time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Is it Groundhog Day yet? Is it February 2nd? I'm so excited. Not about the Groundhog situation. Um, Though Groundhog Day is a great movie. Uh, But February 2nd, if you're listening to this, and it's 2023, and it's not yet February 2nd, and you're not on my mailing list, you'll want to be because I am inviting those on my mailing list to a very special workshop on February 2nd. I'm so excited. We have a date now. I did an episode on this back in December around my birthday, but the birthday letter workshop is here. This is the birthday letter ritual. I have loved one of my most favorite self-love practices. I've been doing it for over two decades now. And I've had a birthday guide out, like a little uh, ebooky kind of thing for years. You may have had that as well. But I, if you're like me, there's lots of things that you saw on Pinterest and lots of things that you downloaded for free that you then forgot about because they just slipped into the abyss of your desktop or whatever, the clouds. <laughs> They're all hanging out there full of valuable information. But Sometimes you just need to be with people. Sometimes you need someone to hold your feet, hold your hand. Sometimes you just need to be guided in real time and set that time aside and make the commitment. I know this very well. Let me do this for you. This practice is so wonderful. Even if you have kind of started it, you've had an off and on birthday letters. Come, it's going to be so great. I have a wonderful way of helping you find the things to say. If you're like, I don't even know what to, like, what do I even write? This is such a loaded letter. This is like a legacy letter, a birthday thing. What do I write about? Um, Don't you worry. I got you. I got you. I got prompts. I've got guidance. And I'm really excited to do a show and tell of my first birthday letter and like how they've evolved over time. It's a wonderful practice. I'm so excited to do it with you. Radical Creative Sanctuary slash contact. If you go there, sign up for my newsletter, do it right now. Just take that little moment, get there. It's also in the show notes. Get on the list and uh, because I will be writing about it. I have I have announced it to my list. I will be announcing it again. You'll have your chance to sign up and I can't wait to see you there. This is a fun time. If you don't have any like art supplies and you find this intimidating, if you've seen photos of my letters, remember that like, you know, Yours don't have to look like mine. And the very, people might not know this, but the very first birthday letter I ever wrote is very simple. It's just a letter in an envelope. Um, So you don't have to come with your pencil crayons and your washi tape, but they're very welcome to do so. We are going to spend some time sitting and doodling and writing and crafting, but your creative time can be used writing or coloring or whatever. It's up to you, but I will guide you through the whole thing Radical Creative Sanctuary slash contact. Check the show notes. 
if it's before February 2nd. When you hear this, dear listener, uh, you know, I had a thought the other day and, <laughs> you know, there's so many places where um, we can be more creative and playful. And I love finding new ways to do that. I love finding ways of questioning the status quo of like, oh, I've always done it this way, so I never thought about doing it this other way. But there's such a, a joy in turning things on their head and having a new perspective and just being thinking creatively about what else is possible. Like, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is not the greatest example, but it's literally inches from my face. So Ikea has a small wooden spice rack. I think it's, I don't know if it's like $9. I don't know what it is, but it's like this little pine shelf with a little bar across the front uh, meant to be hung up and have your spices on display. Okay. And (laughs) I had one of these shelves and I don't know if it was before or after, but there's so many, not just for this shelf, but there's so many like lists of Ikea hacks, which I find so fun. Taking these products that are kind of, you know, basic popular products from that store um, and showing you like 20 different ways to use it. And this spice rack was one of those things where it's like people have found some really fun ways to use this shelf. Like um, I turned it upside down and made a jewelry holder out of it. And it was like, really awesome it totally solved a problem that I was trying to solve and the bar that holds the spices in became like a place to dangle necklaces from it was a good time but anyways it was so satisfying and kind of amusing to be like I have looked at this thing over and over again and because it's called a spice rack or whatever then I think oh that's what it's for but the power of language is amazing because if it had been called a jewelry display shelf then no one would ever put their spices on it. You know what I mean? So this is where it's like fun to think about like, how can you repurpose something? How can you recreate something? And specifically what I'm interested in is in this kind of like magical way that enhances your relationship with you and your relationship with your home or with color or with whatever. I mentioned color because this was the, this was the aha I had that I shared today in self-love coloring club we had a a live session again today a group of us coloring together some of us coloring the pages provided in the coloring club library that I drew myself and other people with like a blank page and um, or an anatomy coloring book like other things you can bring whatever you want to these sessions doesn't have to be from the library it was such a nice time and I reflected on color and how much my relationship with color like it's a big part of my life. And sometimes I don't realize it until other people notice it. Like <laughs> people come into my living space, whether it's this current inter- uh, iteration or in the past, and they remark of like, wow, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of color going on in here. I forget that not everybody uses and enjoys color the way that I do. And one of the ways that I do is with what I lovingly called face paint makeup um, and um, nail polish so choosing a color it's not just what goes with the outfit that's like really has nothing to do with how I would make a choice for nail polish (laughs) and it's so much more about the energy the symbolism uh, what I associate those colors with the other things those colors have been associated with over time Uh, it feels more like I'm you know 
casting a spell, calling upon different kinds of superpowers, right? Um, I really enjoy this, but like I started laughing at myself because I was remembering um, how many times I have been in like a drugstore or beauty counter looking at that wall of, or a manicurist place actually, like when they tell you to pick a color. Oh my God. <laughs> so stressful for me. It's like, ah, there's this wall of color and I have like, I have a lot of criteria <laughs> for how I'm choosing this right now. Um, I have probably, if, if you could sort of rewind the tape of my life, re go back and check out how many minutes have I actually spent in total standing in some <laughs> drugstore or whatever, deciding on a color. Like, there's actually quite, I, 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 who, I have no way of knowing, but like, it's got to be hours of my life. Like, not hundreds of hours, but definitely in the hours. Especially if you consider paint colors, um, clothing colors, uh, any of these things. Like, which color do I get it in? It's like, it's a big decision for me, right? Because it has such a huge impact. I love it so much. And part of this coming back to the whole spice rack thing is, as you know, if you polish and paint your nails or face or whatever, they're given names, the colors are given names. And oh, have I fantasized so many times about being the person who gets to name the lipsticks or name the paint swatches. Like, I love it when companies get really creative with their naming process. Um, and sometimes it can just feel special. Like it's like a, a magical thing. Like I pick up a blue and it could say, you know, open sky, or it could say like Robin's egg. And it's like, those are two very different feelings for me. So that will definitely have an, um, an influence over the colors that I choose. Um, so there's, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed by this, but I realize that this is just for some people, this is like, you do what now? <laughs> you spend how much time thinking about this? It bring again, it brings me so much joy and, uh, and fulfillment. So choosing a color, let's say for a special occasion or a special time. And, uh, so new year's, I was painting my nails around new year's and I was trying to find a color from my collection and I'm looking, I'm like, do I want to go like cool colors? Do I want to go like more metallics and gold colors? Am I going more warm, a classic red? Like, what am I doing? Lots of thought going into this. And then once I decide what direction I'm going in, I'm looking at the particular colors and I'm reading the names and it feels like it matters to me. <laughs> and then I'll even hesitate to put a color on that I really love if the name is something that I'm like, Ugh. I don't know about that one. So I, as I was coloring with my, um, with self-love coloring club, my thoughts were going, the first half of every session is in silence together, like study hall, I call it. So we're all coloring there together. And my mom, I'm pulling out pencil crayons and I'm choosing colors and I love choosing colors. I'm playing them off one another. I'm like just filling in the spaces on this coloring page and uh, I started thinking about all of this stuff. And then I remembered, maybe because coloring is like such a fun, playful thing, I started thinking about my childhood. And I started thinking about my Cabbage Patch doll. Depending on how old you are, or like <laughs> if you were a, a person who liked dolls as a child, um, there were these things. You may have heard of them, Cabbage Patch Kids. And they came like you had adopted them and they came with a birth certificate with a name already. 
kind of like a nail polish. <laughs> but they came with a little envelope or a little form that you could fill out so that if you wanted to legally change your child's name, now that you have adopted this baby that grew out of a cabbage, then you could like mail it in and they would send you a new birth certificate with the name change. How nice, right? And I don't need <laughs> the nail polish company to send me a form, but it just made me realize I'm like, oh yeah, it's all made up. I don't have to like put so much uh, energy into the fact that this color has been named something by the person who works at Benjamin Moore or whatever. Um, I can make up my own names for these things. And the fact that I hadn't ever considered renaming the colors made me laugh so hard. It was kind of like, you know, the, um, again, I'm looking at the shelf, but it's like, all I have to do is flip this upside down. <laughs> like, I, sometimes there's an easy and fun, creative solution right in front of you that we're just not seeing, right? We're just not taking advantage of. As soon as I started thinking about like, oh, I could just change the names, that took it the enjoyment for me on a, on a whole other level. I haven't gotten there yet. I just had the insight. <laughs> I don't know if I'm even going to bother. Maybe I just need permission to change the color name. And now that I won't bother, I'll be like, okay, well, <laughs> I can, maybe it's just going to take the, like the pressure off or something like that. Um, but it's so fun to think about like what, what else you might name something and how that changes your relationship with it. There was, um, oh, I have this memory from many years ago of someone who didn't want logos in their home. They didn't like all the packaging and the marketing, even on, especially in the kitchen. And so um, they relabeled everything they bought from the grocery store that had a label. So they wrapped the boxes in like white paper and just wrote cereal. <laughs> they wrapped around the cans of soup and wrote vegetable soup, right? Um, I know. That's not, again, I get, that's a lot, that's very time consuming. This was an artist and that was where they wanted to put their attention. And so they did it. Um, it looked amazing. Like if they, you open up their cupboard and you're just like, what's in all of this? What was so cool was just me noticing, you don't have to actually take on that project to consider what difference that might make, right? When you open up the cupboard, and you're not looking at logos, you're not building relationships with companies, you're not looking at a picture that somebody, you know, airbrushed or whatever, you're not looking at any of that stuff. You're just like looking at your own writing, communicating what is in there that you have chosen and you have gathered. It's just interesting to think about how that changes your experience in the kitchen. I did do it in one place at that time inspired by that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was a blog post. I really don't remember. It was so long ago. But ever since then, I've had a like a plastic bottle uh, where I would have like mouthwash in it. And it's always now been for like years now, it's been labeled um, peppermint breath <laughs> in my handwriting. So it's like, I don't know what brand it is. I don't have any like metallic graphics going on. It's just a white label with my black Sharpie peppermint breath. And you know what? It delights me every single time I use it <laughs> for that reason. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have some peppermint breath and I'm not thinking about the product, right? So this is like, it's just a really fun exercise to think about language and our relationships with those things. If you're someone who, you know, 
um, consumerism and brands and marketing and stuff, if you're overwhelmed by that, it's like, what a fun experiment. You don't have to do it forever. And maybe you just do it in one cabinet, you know? Um, I mean, if you've ever done it, again, with spices, <laughs> some people do that, right? Like you might change them into like like mason jars and write on that little piece of chalk sticker or whatever, like, you know, this is oregano and you don't have like a logo staring at you. I don't know. Is it more pleasing? What's your relationship like interacting with those things? Do you want to interact with them more? Um, what would you, if you were painting your nails for a special occasion, what would you want the name of that color to be? If you saw this color and you wanted it to be like the most perfect thing, like a spell for exactly what kind of energy you want to infuse in you through this color energy, what name would you give it? See if there are places that you can play around with this because it is so much fun and it's a small little creative act um, that's like at the very least a conversation starter if anybody wants to open up your cabinets and be like, what is what's happening with your cereals? <laughs> you can even draw like if it's like a ring-shaped oat cereal, right? Like you can call it that. You can just rename it completely. You can create your own brand why not? It's a good time. Great project to do with kids. Great, great project to do on a rainy day. Great project to do if you want to make art, but you don't have any wall space. It's like, well, look at all of this real estate on labels in the kitchen or in the bathroom or wherever, right? Anyways, so the point of this reminder is like part uh, fun, creative idea, but also a reminder that we get to be more creative than we think in ways that don't necessarily have to leave your bathroom cabinet and they don't necessarily even have to be outside of your home. It doesn't have to be extreme. It can be very playful. It can be renaming things. It can be changing the labels on things. Uh, it can be turning things upside down. It can be using something for something else. Did you ever, as a kid, did you ever like lay on your bed and dangle your head back, like lean back and look at the room upside down and then imagine what if this was how the room was and see how the door would open and be like, oh, I'd have to step down because <laughs> the ceilings are higher. And then like the chandelier, or the light fixture or whatever on the ceiling is dangling. It's like, looks like it's like a little weird crystal glowing tree just sprouting up from the middle of the room. You get to see this completely different world of wonder. Beds on the ceiling, sofas on the ceiling. Could you hang from them? What would you, how would you move through the space? Anytime you can switch things up a little bit and change your perspective in the smallest way, it just gets your mind sparking a little bit, gets you to be playful. Don't be afraid of the silliest answers. Don't be afraid of the, the, wah, wah, like you're going to, you're going guaranteed. You're, if you're brainstorming colors or things like that, you're going to have some doozies. You're going to have some things that don't land. That's fine. Get them all out of there. No judgment. See if you could come up with, if you have any color, a wall color right now, if you have any cosmetic colors uh, or just the color of a shirt, whatever, and you were going to name it, try five different names or 10 different names for that color first. So it takes you away from trying to find the right one. And the, the first challenge is come up with 10, come up with 10 of them, because then you know there's going to be some throwaway names and you can just spitball. The more you do that, the more you play with it, it just opens up a little bit of like weirdness, opens up a little bit of your imagination, and then you never know what else you're going to come up with. 
And this activity might be uh, a spark that gives you an idea that has nothing to do with (laughs) any of this at all, that you would never have had that thought otherwise. I think that's one of the things that makes creativity and imagination so meaningful to me, other than the fact that it's such a is I think where humans, the joy of being a human comes to life. I love witnessing other people who are really in touch with creating and imagining and seeing what can happen. It's like, wow, human beings are phenomenal. But also it's just, it helps you see more. It helps you open things up. It helps your mind have more space. And when you're doing that and playful and too, and just like trusting that these ideas are going to keep on coming, um, get a little bit, you know, get a little bit more comfortable with having bad ideas. In fact, if you do that exercise of finding 10 different names for a color of your choice, if you're feeling stuck or resistant, try 10 terrible names for that color. Purposefully try to get them awful, awful, awful names. Okay. Let that be the first step. You might surprise yourself and fail, quote unquote, at that exercise, and then come up with a color name that actually you like. So, Sometimes we need a little bit of tricking. Great to do with a friend. Um, This is just a little reminder to you and your creative imagination that there are no limits to your creative imagination. And if you want a little shake up, go to somewhere unexpected. The beautiful thing about that relabeling thing uh, project is that it's something that kind of winks at you every time you open your cabinet. Like every time I see and I display my little bottle of <laughs> peppermint breath because it pleases me because it reminds me that I have renamed that and it reminds me that I can rename everything. And it took years for me to <laughs> even still think, oh, I could like I could rename my nail polishes. I mean, a little harder because it's smaller and the Sharpie would, you know, I'll have to figure out the technicality of that. But that's something that my imagination is totally capable of tackling. If you want to come and have spark some ideas and be around this kind of fun, creative energy with me and other like-minded people, you can join Self Love Coloring Club, Radical Creative Sanctuary slash color. That's color with a U, C-O-L-O-U-R. Um, It's a one-time membership fee. You get access to a whole bunch of lovely coloring pages. More will be added and included. No extra cost to you. And everyone who's in the club gets free secret invitations to club meetings, which is an hour-long live coloring session at random times, kind of pop-up style. Um, It's just a lovely thing to do. It's a great space to be in. And if you're listening to the end of this episode... That means that you're probably exactly the kind of person who would enjoy the company of Self Love Coloring Club. So um, please do come and visit that page. See if it's for you. Radical Creative Sanctuary slash color. Dear listener, I hope that you are feeling a little bit excited, a little bit strange, a little bit playful after listening to this episode. Thank you for spending this time here at the Soft Shoulder. Thank you so much for your kind reviews. Thank you for forwarding this to a friend and making a little play date to like relabel all your soups. <laughs> please, if you do that, please email me and let me know how it goes or send me a pic. I would love it. You are such a creative little weirdo and you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. 
take good care of yourself, and we will talk to you soon.